the goal is not to match what they're doing. The goal is how can I get a leg up on them, right? Hi, welcome to another episode of Bakhtari MD. This year, we're going to be talking about Crash CEO School, where we give you all the skill sets you need to take your organization, your company to the next level. Today, I want to talk about something that every company has to have a handle on, which is leveraging technology to grow your business. Now, what's interesting about technology is at the end of the day, the CEO is really the chief technology officer because technology can't be built in a vacuum. It has to be built to accomplish a broader satellite view vision. And if the CEO is not at the forefront of pushing technology in the direction that it should go, nobody else can. Now, especially for medium, small to medium-sized businesses, in many ways, the CEO has to be the chief technology officer, meaning not necessarily directly, but certainly managing the team that does that. Because if you just tell the technology team just to move ahead with technology, they're going to need input and direction. For example, what's the priority? What do we do first? What are we trying to accomplish? Are, what are, we, are we doing this to reduce work, to improve client experience to get a leg up on the competition? What is the ultimate goal of moving ahead with any technology project or endeavor? That has to be decided on a high management level and not something uh, that is decided more locally because while the answers may be obvious at a lower level, they're often not the big picture. So what may make sense sort of on a lower level often doesn't make sense on a higher level if you are trying to move the company in a certain direction, you're trying to you know, push for more business f uh, in a certain aspect of your company, more, more services, or what, what the goal of the technology is. And we're going to talk about what we use technology for, but it's really important to understand that you have to be the biggest driver as the CEO or leadership in which way technology goes, when to invest, how much to invest, what percent of your revenue or your budget to invest, when is the good time, you know, and what is the right technology, who, who, who is the wrong technology, uh, when do we cut our losses and, and try something else. So these all have to be C-suite or high management decision. Now, the goal of technology is manyfold, but on, on, on the most basic level, what I would propose to anyone who's starting a company or has, has a moderate-sized company is you have to ask yourself, if my business doubled tomorrow or if my business tripled tomorrow, with my current staff, would I be able to handle it? Now, certain businesses you know, where if you're running a restaurant, Obviously, the capacity is going to be, you know, we're going to need more space, more chefs, more whatever. But for most companies um, who there isn't that direct correlation, 
it is possible often to double, triple, quadruple your business with the bandwidth you currently have if you've leveraged technology. And I think that's really one high-level way of viewing technology for a lot of businesses. This doesn't apply to all businesses, but for a lot of businesses, you have to ask yourself, you know, if our business quadrupled, let's say by some miracle, whatever, one of our competitors goes out of business, we land on TV and all of a sudden our phones are ringing off the hook, what, what would happen? So really what often happens when people's business grows, they have two choices. They can hire more staff, more people, or they would have already invested in technology sometimes, which then can handle the extra work, right? It's not always that clear, but that often is is the choices, right? So if you want to grow your business, and if you think in 2024 you're going to double or quadruple your business, and hopefully you do, how are you going to handle that? So one way is to just keep hiring more and more people. And some businesses, you do have to do that. So let's put that aside. But for other businesses, if you're teed up technology-wise, right, if your clients don't have to call you, if they can access their own account on their own, I'm just making things up, and they can handle their own thing, order, uh, check the status of things on their own versus calling and talking to someone, which is better for you and them, you're going to be able to quadruple your business. And with, I'm not saying without adding any more staff, but often it's a significantly uh, lower than the proportion of your business that's growing. So basically, when you start a business, you expect your, your company to grow. So the question is, as your business grows, is your plan to just simply add more staff? Or can you leverage technology in anticipation of that growth? So part of it, of course, becomes you can't go out and get the technology and the processes and the systems and the integrations the day uh, or the week or month or even year that your your business grows. And th- again, this is where the CEO comes into play. He or she is the best predictor probably of which way the market's going, what's happening to the competition, what's happening to that space that, you know, has ha- has there been some new government regulation or program that's going to make their business grow, whatever it is, they are in the best position to say, OMG, we better invest on a lot of technology because if these two things happen or if that competitor goes out of business, we're going to be swamped and how do we handle that? What I often have seen is the people who are prepared for their growth often benefit the most and the ones that aren't prepared for their growth, they suffer because you know what happens when you're not prepared for growth, right? Let's take it to this logical conclusion. You're not prepared for growth. Your customers are going to know. They're going to complain. They're going to complain on social media. You're going to get bad reviews. Uh, You're going to lose potentially big clients that you may have had because now all of a sudden, I mean, how many times have we all said, oh, they used to be really good, but now you can't get a hold of anyone. Nobody calls you back. They don't remember what you said last time. Those are all often signs and symptoms of a company growing faster than they can handle it, right? So let's talk about technology. You know, 10, 15 years ago when people said, you know, invest in technology, small, medium-sized businesses would say, you know what, I don't think we're big enough to invest in technology. You know, we're we're not Apple, we're not IBM, we can't hire our own software developers and whatever. But, you know, that world has changed. 
and I'm going to explain to you how it's changed. First of all, there's tons, tons, and tons of now uh, third-party technology software that are out there. They're popping up every day, and they've gotten better and better, so they're more customizable to businesses. In the old days, you know, there were third-party softwares, but you know, it, it didn't really fit what you were doing. But you, I think technology has gotten better and better at even though you're buying a suit off off the rack, it still can potentially have a custom fit. Again, not everything, but I think people don't even look, right? So you have this technology problem and that technology could solve, and you, you think, well, we, you know, where do we look? But if you look and look and look and call and go see enough software and technology, you'll be shocked that someone may have already thought of a technology solution for the problems you have. And I think it's one of those things where if you don't look, if you don't investigate, you're going to assume wrong. Often there are third-party softwares that will address that. And even if not one, but integrating multiple third-party softwares together, in other words, piecemealing them together, uh, often is, is an option. Next thing, of course, is a customized solution, which means, yes, writing software, writing technology, uh, potentially hiring a team. Now, I can give you a whole talk on that, but the, the, that problem is fraught with finding the right people because it's not sim so simple just to find the right technology team. Are they going to be the right people? Are they going to have the right talent, the right skill sets? Are they going to be there for you? Can you grow with them after they write the technology and you need more work? Are they still going to be around? Is it just some guy in his basement or is it a real company? Uh, then the expense of it, some companies you know, are only used to dealing with Fortune 500 companies, so you're going to pay a lot of money versus the other companies that are used to working with small to medium-sized company. So it's it's finding that, finding that fit, and that's going to take a lot of homework. But if you do the homework, if you keep looking and searching and trying out different people with maybe smaller projects and seeing how it works, you will be surprised how affordable, theoretically, a customized solution is. So it, as you're thinking of coming up with processes to streamline uh, your business, uh, don't completely rule out a customized solution. Last thing, of course, is a hybrid, right? A customized solution in addition to third-party softwares that you can patchwork together, uh, often using your technology team that is doing the customized portion, but to add modules and stuff to go ahead and uh, do a, a kind of an integrated solution between third-party uh, solutions and customized solutions. Today, we have a bulletproof system that helps us close up to 80% of those inbound calls. Our high converting call class will teach you how to demonstrate your authority quickly without being pushy. We believe that many businesses out there can benefit from this, and we promise to help you achieve your revenue goals by converting more of your incoming calls into actual sales. For more information, please visit our website at highconvertingcallclass.com. Stop waiting for the sales to come to you. Put your revenue into your hands. Next thing I want to talk about before we go into how technology can help your company is just to kind of reiterate it's um, that when people think of investing in, in, in software development or technology, initially it could appear like, you know, it's not it's not feasible because you're spending a certain percentage of your revenue uh, that, you know, you probably would either go to, 
um, you know, your your bottom line or to hiring more people or to doing more marketing. So to carve out a, a technology budget can sometimes go against the grain. It may not seem natural, but just like we have a marketing budget uh, and we have other budgets, I think if you want to grow your business, uh, I think it's probably prudent to come up with a budget, you know, a certain percentage of your revenue, however you want to do it, that you are going to spend on technology, if that makes sense. And once you have that, of course, then you can't squander it. You have to find the right solutions. But the beauty of investing in technology, if done correctly, if done correctly, is the dividends it's going to pay you will be year over year over year. So what you spent in technology in 23 potentially will pay you in 24, 25, 26, 27. So the 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 rate of return, if done correctly, goes for years into the future. So in many ways, if it makes sense, you almost can't afford not to have a certain percentage of your, of your budget invested in improving your your technology. Okay, so let's talk about the different ways technology can impact your your business. On on the most global level, of course, the impact is you can grow your business, double or triple your volume, and not have to double or triple your staff, your space, your the number of, uh, you know, phones you need to buy or get or the number of people answering the phones if you do it correctly, right? Okay, so let's talk about it. I'm going to break this up into five things. Number one, if done properly, technology will allow you to reduce your full-time employees, meaning FTEs. When I say reduce, I don't mean necessarily letting go, but you, you may not have to hire more even if your business doubles or triples, right? So there is a saving of revenue because you are not going to need the same number of staff. So if you're if you have 20 people in your company and your business doubles, if done correctly, you won't need 40 people or 30 people if done correctly. Again, assuming your business is one that kind of feeds into this model. Number two, if you leverage technology, you're going to increase the productivity of your staff. And that productivity that means not necessarily that they're going to produce more, but it will mean that they can work on things that actually translate into either revenue or the quality of the product or more customer service. So leveraging technology in that sense makes your staff more productive on the things that matter more as opposed to busy work or filling out stuff or things that can be automated, right? So anything that can be automated means your staff will have less work, but it will also free them up to work on stuff that more impacts the business, if that makes sense. The old adage of, you know, working, uh, you know, working smarter, uh, not necessarily just harder. So, Understanding how it will increase productivity so your staff can work on things that either increase revenue, improve quality, improve client satisfaction, all of which impacts your bottom line. The third thing is reducing friction for your clients and customers, right? So most people like don't actually think about it like this. If, if it takes, let's say, a typical new customer 20, 30, 40 minutes to interact and set up an account with you or get what they want or find what they want, if you can cut that in half, meaning you're reducing their work, 
right? You're using technology to reduce the work of your clients, which is an amazing concept, right? Because I think a lot of people are like, well, if we get this technology, uh, we still have to do the same amount of work, but our clients will have to do less work. What you realize when clients have to do less work, they're more likely to come to you, right? I mean, let's look at Amazon. How did Amazon get from selling books, right, to selling everything, right? I mean, why, why, why Amazon? Why not anyone else? I can tell you why. Because Amazon started off with selling books and, and people realized, oh my gosh, I want to buy any book in the world for the most part. I'm literally three clicks away from having that book show up in my house in two days, right? Or three days. They stored my credit card. They know who I am. I'm already logged in. You know, I just leave it logged in on my computer. Three clicks and I get what I want. That concept that, oh, if three clicks will get me any book I want, can, you could take it to the next level. How about three clicks and I get the hammer that I want? I get the toolkit that I want. I, I get the cereal that I want. They already have everything. They're only three clicks away. So what does that tell you? Human nature, being what it is, gravitates right to an area with the least resistance, right? You're going to go to where is the least resistance. You're sitting at home, sitting in your home office. You realize, oh, you know, I need more Post-its. I need more pens, right? Your brain immediately says, where can I go that will have the least amount of brain damage for me to get this thing in my house? And if you are the easy solution, people will think of you first over anyone else. So I don't want to belabor that point, but... I'm going to make the argument that saving your client's time and brain damage actually impacts your bottom line in ways that I don't think people fully comprehend. Every time you take one little thing away from your clients, one less thing they have to do, they don't have to put their credit card in, they don't have to you know, remember the password, you know, their, their fingerprints will open up your, your website or your app, whatever. Whatever you do is going to make it more likely that they're going to think of you next time they have that issue, problem, or whatever they want to solve. Number four, a leg up on the competition. Similar to what I just said above, but really, if the industry standard is not to have an app, if the industry standard is that your account is not accessible, you can't just go and see what you ordered the past year or where your order is or what have you, if all the competitors have the same structure, then if you are the one that breaks out and, and offers that, it will give you a leg up on the competition. Similar to what I said above, but look at your, look at your competitors, look at your industry, uh, and you, the goal is not to match what they're doing. The goal is how can I get a leg up on them, right? Because even if they're selling the same product or service you are at the same price as you are, but it takes 10 minutes to get, what you what they need from you and an hour to get it from somewhere else where do you think people are going to go to the last one is just kind of an interesting one is often when you develop technology it's like a going down a rabbit hole right you oh we just need a, a technology to address this small little problem but when you build it you're like oh well now that we have this feature we can add this feature and we can and often you know i'm surprised when i talk to people they keep going down the technology road until they get to a point 
where they can actually monetize the technology. Often in businesses, the technology itself becomes a service or a product, if that makes sense. Of course, this varies from types of companies and industries, but often I have seen that once you go down the technology rabbit hole, you can get to the point where the technology itself becomes a platform or something that you can monetize to customers, even your competitors, it becomes a service that you can then actually provide and and get paid for. Now, that's not always the case and depends on the industry and um, what you're trying to do with your technology. But really, it's something that everybody should think of. For example, I just want to end it with this. Like everybody uses QuickBooks, right? For the most part, most businesses use QuickBooks. But you know, you can integrate with QuickBooks. You don't have to put everything into QuickBooks. If you have a POS system and you have QuickBooks, they can talk together. So there are the simplest thing is something that can be integrated and technology can be leveraged to improve your business so you don't have to spend crazy amount of time on it and you can focus on what makes money now if you have some ideas or or, or things that i've left out please add in the comment section below love to hear from you i hope this helps you there's obviously this is a very broad topic we could talk about this forever but i just wanted to kind of crystallize the main uh aspects of leveraging technology to grow your business okay thank you so much uh if you like this kind of content please comment like and subscribe And we will see you on the next video. Thank you so much.